0: This story I'm about to tell you tonight is called Why I No Longer Go Camping and Why I Really Love My Dog. From user Yo Socrates. Sit back, relax, and fall asleep as you listen to our tales. To understand my story, you sort of have to know a tiny bit about trespassing laws in our country and that we don't have any so long as you're respectful and non-destructive. You can walk over any hills you like, and in my case, camp on any beach of your choosing so long as once you leave the area is how you found it. I used to love camping when I was little. Our family would go multiple times a year with a large group of my parents, friends, and their kids. On average, there were maybe ten of us at a time, which was a bit of a logistical challenge since we always headed out to this one really remote beach on the coast. Actually, we weren't the only ones. There are always yachts bobbing just off the short with people in them and other campers lining up and down the beach. Most of them also had children or teenagers, so it wasn't a wild party scene. It was very much an informal family holiday spot. There was even a small building with toilets and showers installed nearby even though this was the middle of nowhere. I guess the local council must have figured it out and got sick of people peeing behind bushes. We took a trip up in spring 2011. I'm really bad with time, but I know this because I got my dog in winter 2010, after picking her out that November from the shelter as a birthday gift from me to me, as I paid her adoption fee. Reddit, I know you love dogs, and she will be very important to the story later on, so let me tell you a little bit about Parmesan. Parmesan came to me as a six-month-old puppy who had been rescued from a dogfighting situation. We're not entirely sure what breed she is exactly, but my best guess is a lurcher, Staffy Mix. She is a wonderfully well-tempered dog with people and most dogs, but you absolutely do not threaten her. She'll have you. So, by the time of this camping trip, I'd had parmesan for a few months. She'd never come camping with us before, but far as my family is concerned, dogs go on camping trips. So, when we all piled into the car, she came too. Unusually, though, none of the family friends could make it. So, it was only me, my sister, my dad, and my mom. I didn't mind, I wasn't that attached to the other kids. I'd rather play with my dog, and I'd still have my sister. The drive took the best part of six hours, and because we'd left a bit later, we arrived at sunset. Not a good time to be building a tent, but we'd expected to arrive to other campers already set up and the beach illuminated by campfires. The beach was empty. Despite this, my parents started taking stuff out and trying to build the tent. They asked us to fetch some of the lighter bags from the boot of the car while they sat pointing a flashlight at the sand to see properly. I rolled down the window of the car for Parmesan before getting out. It was pretty hot for that time of year, and I wanted her to have air. Always gotta be looking out for my furry little homie. As we're fumbling about in the dark, on a beach, in the middle of nowhere it's pretty spooky. The one road that led to this beach was circular, and had a bridge over the water, meaning you could basically circle around the beach like a big zero shape if you felt like it. I wasn't really paying any attention to the road. I was complaining, I was tired, as kids are what to do, but my mum was. After maybe 15 minutes of my dad trying to nail the tent into the sand, my mum's asked him had he seen the car drive around. It's been a few times. My dad kind of shrugged her off. He's sort of like that. I don't know if he said anything back to her, but after a few more minutes, a car pulled up next to ours on the road, and someone got out. It was maybe 15 or 20 feet from the cars to where we were and the light was pretty low except for the torches. We weren't expecting to see anyone else out here at this point and I think my mum said it must be the security. I don't know why a random beach would have security. I think what she meant was the wildlife trust or something as they do occasionally come down to do their nosy. The guy was walking pretty unevenly. He must have been drunk or high because he had that stagger to him. There was absolutely no way this guy was sober. Cool, a junkie. Not an unusual find, but it's rare to see them in the wild. As he walked into flashlight range, we realized he was carrying a large knife, maybe 15 inches. Although I was small at the time, so maybe my sense of scale was off. I don't like my dad, but credit to him, once he saw this, he got up immediately, holding onto the camping mallet, and put us all behind him. The man began to shout wildly at us that we can't camp here, and he was just letting us know. My dad tried to initially be a bit low with the guy and told him that was fine. We'd leave, but this didn't work. He kept coming closer to us, so my dad started shouting, and the man kept shouting back. My sister and I were crying. I remember shaking. I was utterly terrified, as I'm sure anyone would be in that situation. It really did seem like this guy and my dad were going to fight, and I'm going. To be honest, I didn't fancy my dad's chances. While it's grim to consider, I'm absolutely convinced he would have killed my dad, and possibly us as well once he was done, as I don't think my mother would have had the common sense to run with us. I love her, but she's always put dad and her relationship with him above us. This isn't how it went down. A bolt from the black like a wolf descending on its prey took us all by surprise, most of all the man with the knife. At that moment, Parmesan was the apex predator large canines represent in nature. She got him good by the arm and clamped down hard, ripping his jacket and shredding the skin underneath. He dropped the knife as it had been in the arm she had got him by. He kicked her, punched her, and eventually got her off. He grabbed the knife from the sand and ran back to his car and drove off. Parmesan didn't follow him. She stayed with us, muzzle covered in blood quickly as we could we gathered our things and all got back in the car all pretty shook up by the incident i looked Parmi over she was okay but the car's window was much more open than i'd left it we think what happened was when the shouting started she must have put her paws up on the gap i'd left for her as it was an old car and had the rolly down windows and not an electric button we think she must have been able to hit it with her paws to force it down enough to squeeze out this is not the end of my story We were all pretty scared, and since we had the dog with us, we couldn't book into a hotel for the night. My parents decided just to drive home so we could all feel safe, but first had to drive into the nearest town for petrol as they were kind of low. I spent the time trying to clean Parmesan up a little. I'd always loved dogs, but what she'd just done for me blew my mind. As we drove into town, we came across a petrol station, but it looked closed. My dad drove up closer to get a better look and stuck his head out the window to get a better look at the sign. My mum asked him what on earth he was doing and he told her he was trying to see when it opens. Never. My heart fucking sank. Parked in the corner behind a van so we hadn't seen him at first was the man with the knife. He was sitting on the bonnet of his car using some tissue paper to clean up his arm. It looked pretty bad. Without stopping to refuel or look anywhere else in town, My dad drove right out of there. He decided to go to the next town over, but this was removed. The next town over was 60 miles away. He didn't have that much petrol, we realized, as we began driving. We were going to break down. That's fine, dad said. We had AA cover. They'd come to tow us home or at least to somewhere acceptable for the night. Better than staying in the last town. After driving for maybe five minutes, lights flash us from behind. Another car. The same car the man had been driving. It was him following us. He must have realized we were low on petrol. The next half hour was one of the worst half hours of my life. I had a complete and utter breakdown, as did everyone really. I could tell my parents were trying to keep it under wraps so it wouldn't upset us, but we weren't really little kids. We were both double digits, and we knew how dangerous this situation was. Dad turned off the radio to conserve petrol, and the man followed us for 55 miles before he peeled away onto another road. Our fuel meter was on the big ready for empty for the last 10 miles. We were driving on fumes. I don't really believe in God, but if he does exist, that was definitely one of his miracles. Once we got there, we drove to a petrol station and refilled a full tank before driving the rest of the way home. Sister and I slept in the car after that. I only woke up once we made it all the way home, just grateful nothing worse had happened than that. After getting some sleep, my mum phoned the non-emergency line for the police and reported what had happened. They never got back to her after that, but apparently, the woman she spoke to said they may wish to in the future, as he matched the description given of a suspect wanted with a murder charge. No idea if he actually was that guy or just a random psycho. As I said, they never got back to her. So what's the takeaway then? Other than the crazy man on the beach, let's not meet. Well, for me, it's that I love Parmesan. She's still with us now, old as the hills and twice as grizzled as one of my mum's friends likes to joke i don't know why she did what she did that day i couldn't tell you what her thought process was what i do know is that this poor puppy was born into an environment where they abused and neglected her only to be rescued and taken to a shelter where her mother and siblings all found homes before her despite how badly people had treated her when i took her home she forgave but never forgot i think the saying is i never trust a person who doesn't like a dog but i always trust a dog when they don't like a person They have a very good understanding of human body language, and I think she must have understood how much danger we were in. If you're able to, please adopt. You might find yourself in a situation like mine one day. I promise you if you're willing to save a four-legged friend's life, they will pay you back tenfold if they're able to, without a thought for their own safety. I paid 78 pounds for Parmesan's adoption fee, which is a lot when you're a kid, but it chills me to my bones knowing if I hadn't been so instant on a dog I might be dead. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day.